Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. It is great to be back from a two-week hiatus in the Philippines. It's MJ Wu AU back with Steven, Scott, and our fourth guest, Mitchell. Mitchell, how you doing, man? Doing really well, man. Uh, really good to uh, to be here with you guys. Uh, long-time listener since the beginning in OG, okay? Uh, but uh, excited to be here. Yes, actually, if you uh, for all of our listeners, our well, our regular listeners, Mitchell is actually one of our our regulars and listens to every episode and actually enjoys our podcast week to week. So we we owe you a big thank you, uh, Mitchell. Um, and we're gonna go ahead and go with that. Go into our icebreaker, which is our biggest fantasy regret this season. Uh, of course, mine has to be reaching for AJ Dillon. Um, which continues to pain me. Of course, he has a, a a productive fantasy week this past week after I just recently dropped him. So feels all nice and dandy. Mitchell, who do you regret drafting this year? Uh, so mine is my fourth round selection, which was, and I'll give you a reason why. So my fourth round selection was Cortland Sutton, who is no longer on my team. But uh, the main reason is Corlin Sutton is because the very next pick, uh, which was Charlie Gonzalez, he picked up Josh Allen. Uh, and yeah. I, I did some comparisons. My quarterbacks <laughs> this year have scored a combined 194.74 fantasy points. And Josh Allen alone has scored 288.42 fantasy points, a difference of 93.68 fantasy points. So, and I think if I picked up Josh Allen right there in the fourth round, I don't think it would have uh, made a big difference for my later picks in the draft. So um, that one hurt looking at today. Uh, hopefully you learned a valuable lesson. Actually, I feel like we all did from that little statistic right there. Um, Scott, w- what was your biggest regret this year? Yeah, so and uh, Mitchell kind of led the way for me there. Uh, I'm also going with a Bronco. This was my third round pick, and that's Javante Williams. Um, and and there's the obvious here. He got hurt in week four uh, and from that point on has been out for the season on IR. Uh, but the Broncos in general were a bust. So, you know, Josh Allen, aside from Mitchell, Cortland Sutherland hasn't been great just because the Broncos offense hasn't been great. Um, but also like Mitchell, it's who I could have gotten instead of Javante Williams. Uh, two big ones come to mind for me, and uh, that's A.J. Brown and Mark Andrews. They both went uh, a pick and three picks after I picked Javante Williams. So at mm, A.J. Brown, yummy, yummy. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh, for your donation and of course fun train what is your biggest regret this year yeah staying on the injury train i sadly regret drafting rashad penny across three leagues um he stayed i think until week five got injured in that game mm-hmm. um you know the positive silver lining he's opened the door for kenneth walker who's i think just busted out and changed the entire trajectory of his career so quickly, in my opinion. So I think it's really cool that Kenneth Walker is now just a guy and he's going to be a guy for so many years to come. But, um, but yeah, Penny, uh, fortunately I didn't take him too early. I think he was probably an eighth or ninth round pick. So a solid mid round pick, but 
I think he would have had a pretty solid floor and um, given me a little more oomph on my teams uh, if I had him. So sadly regret drafting him. Yeah, so so many regrets due due to injuries. And I guess the biggest regret of all is looking uh, at all the players that we could have potentially drafted, right, based on everyone's responses and the missing points that our, our teams are now lacking because of it, right? Um, so, Mitchell, I, I just want to ask a couple things about yourself. How long have you been playing fantasy? Uh, so I've been in the league since, I think, 2015. Yeah. And that was my first, first kind of intro. I remember asking uh, another member of our league, Josh, uh, you know, like, what are the different things? Like, you know, like, what are these green and yellow and red numbers next to, these, you know, people's statistics and you know, or, or projected points and all that? And that's probably why I haven't fared very well is because my first level of, of advice was from Josh. Um, so, oh, you mean um, Tony Montana, right? Tony Montana in our league. Oh, uh, so I, uh, um, so that was my first introduction, uh, to fantasy football. And, you know, I, I've done some daily fantasy with FanDuel before and I really enjoy that, but, okay. yeah. um, you know, I, I like the camaraderie that we've got in, in our league and, you know, and the longevity of it. That's, uh, that's made it a lot more fun. Oh, great. Well, it, in like previous history, do you have a, a player from the past or of recent that, you know, have you've really enjoyed having on your team. You're just like, man, this guy's really producing. I I'm never going to trade him as long as he, as he's um, sitting in here. Um, I don't know if there was a guy. So I haven't had very many of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, the, the, what's funny is what sticks out to me is, uh, the guys that I've whiffed on. Yeah. Uh, they do you know, stick out so, the most um, too. and one of those, I, I think I drafted Dennis Pitta one year. Um, and I, I think I've oh, been made fun of like for years for that, for that pick. Um, but, uh, but to circle back to your question, there was, there's one pick that I was really proud of. And, uh, it was Andrew Luck's first, like coming out party with the Colts when he just torched everybody. Um, you know, he was still like his, I think his first two or three years in the league, you know, had some growing pains a little bit, but this was his first monster year. Oh yeah. And uh, I got him at a great value. And, uh, you know, that was probably one of my better fantasy years. Um, I can't remember which year that was, but that one sticks out where, you know, that was, that was a pick I definitely got right. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, so wonderful to hear that. Hopefully, uh, as you continue to listen to our podcast, we can we can start building you up, and he's gonna you're gonna start pumping out these good teams and have players that uh, you're gonna be happy drafting, right? Um, so we're gonna go ahead and move on to our week twelve week twelve recap. Um, we're gonna start off with one of four games, first of which is gonna be the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Seahawks, in which Josh Jacobs carried i don't know at least against me two teams against me uh with 52.3 ppr points um just a massive showing from him uh 223 rush yards two touchdowns uh what an overall just i mean this game of course went to overtime but just what a shootout i mean the final score is las vegas 40 to 34 of the seattle seahawks and i mean really here 
Josh Jacobs just continues to boggle my mind after a, a couple down games, but this offense runs through Josh Jacobs and his legs. I mean, no, a uh, 33 carries compared to Zamir White's two, uh, Abdullah's three. Um, Steven, I mean, do you think, do you think he can carry this on through the playoffs? Is this a guy you could potentially target, let's say on, on leagues that, um, still have a trade deadline open? Yeah, I mean, I would be surprised anyone willing to give him up at this point. But absolutely someone, especially for a team that is probably not, I'd have to look at the standings, but maybe not technically out of the race completely. I mean, really good chance they're not going to go to the playoffs. But um, I don't necessarily see them as a team that's going to be sitting their players, you know, in weeks 15 through 17. So definitely think he's someone that could, bring your team a championship and going back to our our introduction um, categories of draft regrets. This guy I think slid in almost every league I drafted in. And I I would say that this is a league winner. um, Someone that you got in maybe like the seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth round that is now a high end RB one. He's he's going to be. I would I would like I would like to get the statistics at the end of the year of how many you know championship teams that Jacobs is on because he's a he's a winner. Oh yeah, definitely a winner. And of course, I don't know. I can't add anything else other than winner just because I was leading two different leagues and he single handedly won their matchup for for them this week. It, It just. Gosh, and also face Eckler and Chubb's big games this year. Oh, man. Oh, so much pain overall. Um, so we're going to go ahead and move on to our next game, which is the Chargers versus the Cards, uh, in which the Chargers won on a two-point conversion on their last score, 25-24. to 24. Um, I think my favorite quote, actually, post-game, was by Kyler Murray talking about the recent struggles. Uh, and I quote, schematically, we're fucked end quote um gosh i mean let's see here kyler murray with 18 for 29 190 uh, 191 yards two touchdowns one int justin herbert just like lights out started out a bit slow but then he was just dropping dimes towards uh after that slow start and uh connor getting fed here 25 carries 120 yards he got a uh pass touchdown deandre hopkins with a crazy 30 plus yard touch 40 uh 33 yard touchdown uh with an awesome spin move getting the end zone and eckler of course continuing to show why he is the rb1 this year uh with 11 receptions 60 yards one receiving touchdown and then not so much work on the ground but of course the receiving work is what really makes him shine uh scott do you think the cards can turn this around or is their head coach just what's inhibiting them from greatness? Yeah, I think what uh, Kyler Murray said with the whole schematically, uh, that that points to the head coach. And I think that's where the issues start with them. Um, mm-hmm. I also think there might be a little bit of the hard knocks curse going on at this point. But, Very true. Um, I think it's going to be tough for the Cardinals to turn around at this point. Uh, they do have a couple of nice matchups remaining with uh, the Broncos and the Falcons, but then they also have to play the Patriots, the Buccaneers, and at the 49ers uh, for three of their five remaining games. Uh, I had them as a wildcard team before the season starts, but I don't think they're going to get back to that. Um, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, unfortunately. Uh, and, and 
kind of segueing back to to the first game just for a second, uh, Josh Jacobs has actually surpassed Eckler as the RB1 now. Josh Jacobs is currently the RB1 in fantasy. Oh. Um, Eckler is number two now. Uh, that crazy overtime rush kind of kind of did it for him. Uh, and, and like Steven said with Jacobs, he slid down pretty much every draft. If you got him, he's probably going to be a league winner for you. He was on my do not draft list. I don't like the guy uh, because he doesn't like fantasy. And so I pretty much never target him. Um, but sorry, segueing back to Cardinals chargers. Yeah. If you drafted Eckler this year, you were probably one of the first five picks. He's done well for you. The The receiving is awesome, especially in a halfway PPR PPR league. So good on you. If you have Eckler, that was my biggest worry because of just the sheer amount of goal line work he got last year, all those touchdowns. And of course he went off that slow, he, he went off, uh, started with a slow start and then just started picking everything up, man. But gosh, what a great pick. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to our third game, the Ravens versus the Jaguars in which I think this was a coming out party for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, finally, finally in that fourth quarter, uh, showing that he's got the stuff. I mean, if you watched any of the replays from this last drive, he just was on the ball, converting on four, a couple uh, big downs, uh, one large fourth down, and I mean, culminating in them winning it at the end, 28 to 27. Uh, in terms of the Ravens, I mean, this is their a fourth, their, their fourth loss, but actually all four of these losses, they have led by nine or more points. Um, Mitchell, at what point, like, well, who do you think, um, should be the blame for, for losing games that they're leading? I mean, is this, uh, is this a problem which, you know, the head coach takes the foot off the gas or, uh, I mean, the defense has been starting to get tuned up. What, what are you th your thoughts? You know, uh, I got to be honest, I didn't catch this game, but you know, it's, I will say it's easy to, to pinpoint losses, uh, on, on two people. It's easy to pin them on the, on the head coach and it's easy uh -huh. to pin it on, um, uh, on, uh, on the quarterback, but, you know, going to Trevor Lawrence, um, the Ravens really had no business losing this game. Um, just looking at the stats, the Jaguars leading rusher, had 28 yards uh so trevor lawrence won this game like just put the team on his back mm -hmm. and you know if if you can't stop one guy um it's hard not to put that on the defensive staff yeah in my extremely opinion. good point great points i mean we know the the ravens have struggled in their secondary um although they have been quote unquote like uh tying things together getting them all um streamlined for this you know the end of the end of the year um i just who's going to help lamar i mean the, i think the past games looked a little rough i don't think uh mark andrews i think had a horrible drop wide open drop i think i don't know the offense looks a little disjointed but what a great point it's always pinned on the head coach or the leader so lamar so uh hopefully they that they can turn this around and uh Lamar can uh, get back on the ball for the fantasy playoffs for me. Uh, hey, MJ, one note, I will say, I think the real winner of the game was the mascots or the Jaguars. <laughs> mascot, which oh, yes. I hope everyone saw, but shout out to his name is Jackson DeVille. And uh, 
I, I don't really know what's going on, but if you didn't see it, it was the mascot basically just wearing a thong. Um, so he was just a bear jaguar with a basically American. a kind of skin suit with a head uh, headgear and a thong. So it was American flag was on that. American, yes. as well, important. So it was uh, <laughs> it, it um, was an interesting sight. And, but, uh, and Justin Tucker didn't miss a single kick with him distracting him the entire game. Oh gosh, until the end, the what sixty-seven yarder attempt? Okay, crazy. Uh, he did miss that one, but like that would have set Ooh. record books, right? Yeah, that was a crazy, insane kick. But the fact that they even went for it just proves how good of a kicker that Justin Tucker is, and how much faith that they they have in him. Sheesh. Um, and of course, we're going to go ahead and move on to our last game, which was the Philadelphia Eagles winning over the Green Bay Packers 42-33. I mean, I thought this was going to be an absolute point explosion from Jalen Hurts. I mean, he still did get, I believe, 33 uh, PPR fantasy points for us, but he had over 100 rushing yards in the first quarter. Um, insanity. Uh, finishing with 153 pass yards, two touchdowns, uh, 157 rush yards. Miles Sanders, of course, gobbling up two touchdowns. A.J. Brown getting a touchdown. Quez Watkins getting one as well. And then in this game, we also saw Aaron looking looking not so hot to start the game, but finishing off with two touchdowns, two INTs, and then eventually getting injured. Uh, I believe it's some currently rib injury. Uh, and Jordan Love getting some play time and actually looking pretty decent. Six for nine, 113 yards, one TD. Of course, that touchdown went to Christian Watson on a slant, and I believe he clocked in a, a 20.93 miles per hour on that run, on that touchdown, uh, showing exactly why they they picked him up in the, in the second round. Um, what do we all think in general? I, I mean, is this... Do we think Aaron Rodgers is going to be, this is the point he starts fading out, even though he just got a contract renewal? No way, right? So I think with the Packers where they are at four and eight right now, uh, it'd be wise for them to sit him and rest him the rest of the season. Let Jordan Love just take it from here on out. I I think their playoff chances are slim to none at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's his right hand. It's his thumb on his throwing hand. So uh, he didn't look good, you know, I guess at first just throwing in general. And then at one point it looked like the thumb got hit. Um, and that's when they decided to take him out of the game uh, and, and switch to love. So um, yeah, if, if I'm the Packers coach right now and management team, I'm sitting Rogers the rest of the year, hoping that he can come back healthy next year. Yeah. I, I think that the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is so dysfunctional. I can't believe he signed oh, yeah. that contract anyways. Um, and the way that Jordan Love looked uh, throwing that ball, I mean, there was some pop in those passes that oh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers used to have. And, uh, you know, with that thumb injury that he has, and then he injured looks like some, some ribs on his right side. Uh, that's a bad combo for a quarterback. Um, and I honestly think Jordan Love getting reps um, doesn't hurt anybody. Great points all around. Steven, have anything to add yourself? Um, I'm on the Christian Watson hype train. That's for sure. Oh, I, that he's proven it three games, huh? Three yeah, games in a row. Purposely did not add him to our next segment because <laughs> he's, uh, he's blowing up. Um, 
granted, you know, who knows with Jordan Love throwing, potentially throwing him the ball if he can keep it up. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, that guy looks like a rock star. All aboard the Watson train that's already gone and taken off. Um, and actually, we got a side bet update, season update by Scott. Scott, what's happening? Who's winning? Who's losing? All right, so so far we've had six side bets this year, uh, and I'll just go through all six of them real quickly here. So the first one, uh, I said that Lawrence will finish as a top 10 quarterback in fantasy this year. Steven took the opposite on that. Currently, Trevor Lawrence is quarterback 11 on the year. Uh, I would like to make a note here. There are two quarterbacks ahead of him within 15 points that have not had their buys yet, including Marcus Mariota and uh, Kyler Murray. So... You know, he has had his bye, and he's still within 15 points of those two guys that haven't. So I think things are looking good for that, even though he is quarterback 11 right now. Uh, the second side bet, um, I said JT will score more fancy points in CMC, and both Steven and MJ took the opposite on that. Uh, not looking so good for me here. Currently, CMC is at 181.66 fancy points to JT's 118.8. However, JT has gotten a touchdown three weeks in a row now. So uh, we'll see what, what happens here the next five weeks. Uh, the third side bet, I said that Ayuk will finish the season with more receiving yards than Debo. Steven took the opposite. Currently, Ayuk has 652 receiving yards to Debo's 511. Uh, MJ said that Jalen Hurts would score more overall fantasy points than Josh Allen. I took the opposite on that. Uh, this one's really close. Currently, Josh Allen's at 288.42, and Jalen Hurts is at 273.1. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, I did not it's know it was tight. that close. It's it's real tight. Uh, the fifth side bet, um, I said that Devontae Smith would finish the year with more fancy points than Amari Cooper. <laughs> Steven, MJ, and Charlie all took the opposite on this one. Uh, currently, Cooper's at 148.7 and Smith's at 104.9. Not looking so good for me, especially with Watson coming back. I think uh, Cooper's just going to keep ascending there and Smith's not going to be able to keep pace. So uh, that leaves us with the sixth one. Uh, Steven and our guest Dave uh, took... Keelan Allen with more fancy points than T Higgins from week seven on. And I took the opposite. Uh, currently since week seven, Higgins has had 73.9 fancy points to Keenan Allen's 25.4. Uh, so I'm, I'm batting 500 right now. We got to uh, mention the injury there. Or no, I mean, I know. You can throw the injury in there. Injury aside though. I think Higgins is still winning that give, give Keenan Allen, three weeks that he missed of 15 points. And guess what? Higgins still has more points than him. You can, you can do this with your face all night. It's but okay. You know that Higgins is still winning. You can take the L. Oh, the yeah. injury oh, bug. Okay. Poor Keenan Allen bit by the injury bug again this year. Um, <laughs> that was a big bug. <laughs> big bite. Um, of course, everybody, we're going to go ahead. Uh, well, one, thank you, Scott, for the update. Um, and we're going to go ahead, shift on to our first segment which is the hype train choo-choo choo-choo indeed what you got for us steven so we got a playoff edition of the hype train um so players that have gotten some hype lately and just curious if we think that they are players worth adding or starting on our teams uh specifically during kind of this upcoming playoff stretch um so starting with a couple of running backs First, Zonovan Knight, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. 
Um, the New York Jets rookie running back who took over last week um, with the Mike White storm. Um, he had 14 carries for 69 yards, four receptions for 34 yards, um, more than double the carries of the next running back, uh, Ty Johnson. Do uh, do you guys think, um, I guess starting with MJ, do you think this is a guy um, who you can trust down the stretch? Are you jumping on the hype train? I think I'll, I'll go ahead and say yes. I'll start out by saying yes. Um, with some of my research, uh, Zonovan was actually one of the top receiving backs in the um, this past draft class. Um, so scouts know how good he is. And if you watch the game at all, uh, you know he passes the eye test. I mean, this kid looked electric, uh, blowing people up, running into tackles, I mean, and has the receiving chops. With how much the Jets em employ, deploy their running backs, yes, I think he's an absolute star of a pickup, and I think he could actually put up some great numbers for you down the stretch. Scott, are you on the Zonovan train? I unfortunately am not on the Zonovan train, even though I love his name. I can just imagine a British commentator screaming Zonovan whenever he scores a touchdown, kind of like Donovan scoring a goal, which <laughs> quick plug here. Shout out to the U.S. men's national team for beating Iran today, 1-0. Let's go, USA. Advancing to the round of 16 and playing the Netherlands on Saturday. So shout out to them. But uh, no, Zonovan, the reason I'm not on the train, Michael Carter got injured, but it's not a high ankle sprain. It's a low ankle sprain. So he might miss a game, but I don't think he's going to miss much more than that. Plus Brees Hall is the running back of the future of the jets. So if, if we're talking long-term, it's going to be Brees Hall. So I I'm not on the hype train for Zonovan Knight. Um, even, even just this year in the playoffs, I think Michael Carter's going to be back and he's going to be the guy. Mitchell. Uh, I'm going to say that I'm not on the hype train because I didn't know who he was before you said anything about him. <laughs> uh, but you convinced me that I need to pay attention to him. Uh, you know, uh, especially this year with Brees Hall being out, probably not, you know, like Scott said, nothing, you know, too far in the future, but this year, um, you know, I think he, he could be a guy that you could stash away and, you know, plug and play in certain areas. But uh, um uh, he is a stranger to me in fantasy, so I'm going to say no. I very much appreciate that. Um, we're going to go with the choo-choo here. So I am going to jump on with MJ on the hype train. Sir. Um, you know, you guys know that I really never trust the Jets with anything. But um, I do think that the... Jets are going to be fighting for a playoff spot. I don't think Michael Carter has run away with the job with Brees Hall out of it by any means. Um, and he came out of nowhere and just did a great job. So, I, I mean, I think that there's a chance that the Jets ride the hot hand. And if he can keep up the um, production, I think they stick with him. So I'm, I'm jumping on for, uh, for right now. Um, let's move on to our next guy. Um, this is a stud potential stud wide receiver averaging 14.8 fantasy points and seven targets over his last two games. Sounds pretty good to me. Um, I'm talking about Traylon Burks of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, starting with uh, Mitchell, you jumping on the, uh, the rookie hype train. I'm jumping on that one. 
Uh, right. Julian Burks is a freak. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who wouldn't take those stats. Um, you know, that that's that's a, a solid fantasy player right there. And you know, something that I like to look at is is the is the dude just a good football player? And mm-hmm. yes, the guy he was good in college, and he's going to be good in the NFL. Um, you know, there's been some inconsistency with the quarterback play from the Titans. If yep. you can, uh, you know, if you can get some more consistency there, um, I think you'll see long, you know, some longevity, you know, some uh, uh, longer returns um, in, in that investment with Traylon Burks, uh, in my opinion. So, yeah, hype train all the way. I love it. Scott, you on the Traylon train? A hundred percent. I am also hopping on the Traylon Burks hype train uh it's unfortunate that he started the year injured and we didn't get to see a full rookie season from him because i think he would be up there in the conversations with alave uh and and garrett wilson of of rookie wide receivers that have just gone off so um yeah obviously the titans are a derrick henry first offense but they've got to pass the ball occasionally and Traylon burks is the guy they're going to be passing it to mj yeah easy yes easy yes i mean Traylon's making the big plays and he he was drafted in order to be that guy and he is showing that he is that guy um after his rough start to this his rookie season I mean he has done nothing but make highlight plays and it's been a pleasure to watch I'm so excited for him in the future guys we got the first of its kind that is four Big shoes. I am also on <laughs> well, big shoes, baby. Hype train. Um, I mean, yeah, you guys said it all, so nothing much to add there. But this is actually a guy that I think in our league I drafted him. Um, obviously not knowing anything and just you know going going for a shot. But um, there's obviously no other receivers on that team who have kind of taken that alpha spot. Robert Woods is there, but he's kind of just I think maybe a locker room guy and a solid, reliable. Um, receiver at this point so Burks has all the opportunity to be the alpha in the Titans offense and this is going to be a team that is uh, fighting for definitely well obviously the number one spot in the division but um, even home field advantage from there so yeah I'm uh, I'm all aboard the trailing Burks hype train last but not least a quarterback averaging 20.86 points over his last three games in probably I think we would all appreciate a quarterback who can average anything above 20. I am talking about Jax DeVille's best friend, Trevor Lawrence. Um, And uh, do you want to add that uh, just for playoff implications, they play the Texans during playoff uh, fantasy championship week. So with all that in mind, uh, Scott, are you on the Trevor Lawrence hype train? I'm glad you picked me first because you know – I'm on the Trevor Lawrence hype train. He was my quarterback breakout of the year, and he's he's breaking out. Uh, I love to see it. He's my dynasty guy too. So uh, let's let's keep rolling. This this train is not going to stop for a while. Uh, love me some sunshine. Definitely on the Trevor Lawrence hype train. MJ is the guy who traded Scott T. Law in yes. the yeah, What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I. Uh, he has done nothing but impress me since he uh, I, I traded him. So. <laughs> <laughs> but like I believe, really, this fourth, this last drive in the fourth quarter against the Ravens was one of, if not his best drives, I think I've ever seen him put together. 
really, really and truly. He passed the eye test for me that last drive. And really, the entirety of that game, I don't think he had an, a, a single inter interception um, that game against a pretty uh, stout Ravens uh, secondary the past couple weeks. So, yes, I am totally on that train. I have been regretting trading him, but... Hey, that's it's a hey, dynasty. It's dynasty. And uh, he's going to he's going to continue showing up. He actually hasn't had an interception in the last three games. Oh, my gosh. You mention it. Please um, stop. <laughs> Mitchell, are you on all sunshine from Clemson? Trevor Lawrence tri hype train. I'm running alongside the train ready to jump on, but I'm not on it yet. All um, right. With with the quarterbacks, it's a little different the way that I like to uh I guess, judge that position. Um, I like to see a little more consistency over a long period of time. Um, I think he's done really great things from the Jaguars, but similar to the Jets, I don't trust the Jaguars with anything. Uh, I just, uh, I, I'd like to see it sustained a little longer. The guy has all the tools to be not, not only a, a great, you know, a fantasy option, but a great quarterback in the NFL. He's got all the tools to be successful. Um, I just want to see it sustained over a longer period of time. I could not have said it better myself with that. Choo-choo. So I am staying off the train with Mitchell. Um, I uh, Yeah, I, I can't do it. Similarly, just like you, you just can't trust the Jags. There's been too much inconsistency in his game um, throughout the year. Uh, and I did mention that they're playing the Texans in the fantasy championship. But before that, they're playing the Dallas Cowboys in week 15 and the New York Jets in week 16, both pretty good defenses. Um, so, uh, again, not a guy that I, I want leading my squad down the stretch. Um, with that, we are going to turn it back over to MJ for On the Clock. Thank you, Stephen. And uh, I'm really excited because I actually have, I feel like I have some pretty decent questions for us uh, this week. And I've, of course, I've been missing out on, on the clock. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start out with Scott. Scott, Scott, Scott. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you 45 seconds for this one, Scott. So, Scott, with Tony Pollard, uh, becoming a free agent at the end of this year. And Jerry Jones's obsession with Zeke. Do you think the Cowboys keep Pollard in Dallas this next season? Do I think the Cowboys keep Pollard? No. Do I think they should? Definitely. Pollard passes the eye test. Zeke oh, yeah. is getting old for a running back. Uh, I know Jerry's obsessed with him. I know we paid him a ton of money, but Pollard is just a stud, man. He's he's so good. Like catching the ball, running the ball. He does it all. Um I I don't know, man. Jerry needs to to stay out of the uh the football decision making and just be <laughs> the, the owner um of the team and let the coaches make the coaching decisions and I don't know. I, I hope we keep him, but I don't see us keeping him next year. Yeah, I just all I think about Pollard, especially seeing him in his his t three three or four blow up games, is just how much better the Cowboys could be if they actually implemented him. I just I see wasted potential. Um, and gosh, Jerry, Jerry, just 
lay off the team, Jerry. Um, Steven, I got you up next. I'm going to give you 45. Um, because it's about your Falcons. Mm. At what point do the Falcons decide to start Ritter? And with a potential high draft pick in the upcoming draft, would you pick another quarterback if they had a chance to get someone high tier, such as Stroud, Levis, or Hendon Hooker? That is an excellent question. Um, first, I I think Mariota is at least holding the squad together and they are still in the hunt of, in the playoffs somehow. So I'm sticking with Mariota till the end okay. um, of this year. As far as if they have an opp opportunity, if they somehow wind up with the top five pick, yeah, I think you have to take a quarterback, Dill Ritter as need be, but um, – I don't see that happening. If it did, yeah, I mean, if if they get if they can get a, like one of those Bryce Young or um, Stroud, I think they got to go for it and see what happens. Okay, great, thank you. Uh, great response. Uh, I agree. I mean, uh, I'd like to see Ritter. I, I'd, I'd I'd love to see the rookie get a chance. And I mean, just because of how bad the division is, they're still in the hunt, right? So, um, Mitchell. Got you up next. Um, not so hard question. I think 30 seconds will do for you. Let me go ahead and get that set. Um, okay, so this is about the Washington Commanders. With Taylor Heineke uh, starting to show some in inconsistency this last start, uh, of course, throwing the ball, making some poor mistakes and decisions, do you think that the Commanders will actually give Carson Wentz uh, the starting position at any point to end the year? Uh, you know, I I don't think they're going to flip flop. Um, in my opinion, I think mm -hmm. uh, I think Carson Wentz has has better tools when it when it comes to just you know being the quarterback of the offense. Um, but you know, the Commanders are just hurting from a whole offensive standpoint, and you know I don't think there's going to be a big difference between Heineke or Wentz. Um, they're in a bad spot, you know, being seven and five. Uh, you'd, you'd rather have a better uh, draft position, but I don't think they're going to switch. Okay, great. Thank you. Awesome, awesome uh, responses to all these questions, you guys. And with that, we're going to go ahead, scoot and boot onto MFK, led by Scott. Scott, what you got? All right, for my MFK this week, I had a little fun with it because as you guys are listening to it now, it will be December. Uh, and so... Uh, all three guys that I picked are somewhat in a running back by committee. They've all scored between 67 and 74 points on the year in half point PPR fantasy. Uh, and they've all become more fantasy relevant uh, as the season has, has gotten deeper into the, into the season. Um, so first we have, have yourself a Murray little Christmas talking about Latavius Murray. Uh, we have white Christmas Rashad white and we have, Little St. Nick Saban's prodigy, Brian Robinson Jr. So Latavius Murray, Rashad White, and Brian Robinson Jr. MFK. MJ, you're giggling over there. You want to take this one first? I I will. I actually I loved all those. Uh and and guess what, Steven? December is right around the corner. So <laughs> It is a month away. Christmas is nearly a month away, but it's right around the corner. And I love Christmas. But uh, 
Is this just uh, shoot in general? Let's see. You, you can take this however you want. You can take redraft. Okay. You can take dynasty. You can do both. I'm leaving that open to your okay. interpretation. I I will have to outright just go ahead kill Latavius Murray. I think although I do feel like he'll get the volume just because I feel like the pass offense is that bad. I just, I just, I'm so uncertain about the Denver Broncos offense in general. And I would rather go with two other guys uh, with higher upside um, within those two guys. B Rob looked actually pretty good against the Falcons, but I'll have to take, I'll have to take Rashad white um, as my Mary I think he's slowly pulling away uh, from for, from Fournette. He looked at, he actually looked really good on both sides of the ball. I mean, r- really good, getting some good averages, um, pe- making some excellent plays, uh, chunk plays in the rushing game as well. Um, so he has to be my Mary. And uh, for my, uh, excuse me, could you tell me what the new F is again? It's friends with Benchifits. Yes, everybody. Uh, my friend with Benchavit will be friend with Benchavit <laughs> will be Brian Robinson who looked absolutely outstanding um this past game like I said um on both sides of the ball and I just I just I feel like the Buccaneers uh, have looked just that much more consistent so that's why I'll stand with my MFK with those players thank you Scott this one's pretty easy for me. I'm going to rapid fire Mary Rashad White, uh, friends with Betcha Bits, Latavius Murray, and Kill Ryan Robinson. Latavius Murray, he owns that backfield. There's no competition. Let's ride. Uh, Brian Robinson competing with Antonio Gibson. Redskins, whoops, uh, commanders have a low floor. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> apologies um and uh Rashad White is uh he's got a lot of juice and I think <laughs> Leonard Fournette is a slug so uh I'm gonna go Mary White F Murray and Kill Robinson <laughs> Mitchell oh man Steven your face just then wow that was that that was the funniest part <laughs> I wish everybody could see that um Okay, um, I'm going to kill Latavius Murray. MJ, I'm really sorry. The Broncos stink. Um, um, I'm just, you just, you can't take anybody on that offense. Um, I'm going to F, friends with Bench of Fitz, uh, Rashad White. Um, you know, again, inconsistencies when it comes to the, the Buccaneers offense. And I'm going to marry Brian Robinson Jr. The guy got shot. I mean, come on. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to give you some, some combines that the guy is a beast. He's almost six to 225 pounds, a load and the commanders, you know, with them not being able to have a quarterback, you know, hopefully you can lean on the running game a little bit and give them some more touches. Um, but I'm going to marry Brian Robinson, uh, bench, um, uh, Rashad White, and I'm going to kill Latavius Murray. I did not realize that Brian Robinson, similar to me, was also 6'2", 225. So that's uh, <laughs> good to know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I full ride, will... yeah. Both full ride scholarship athletes at University of Alabama, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I will 100% agree with Mitchell's order. I am, I'm marrying Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. I am friends with Benchafitz, with Rashad White, and killing Latavius Murray. Uh, the Broncos are pathetic this year. Um, I want nothing to do with that offense. Yeah, he is the main guy. Marlon Mack's not going to take a lot of touches from him, but they're not very valuable touches, and that's, and that's what we want in fantasy. Uh, Rashad White looks like he's taken over that backfield in Tampa, uh, but I don't think – Leonard Fournette's completely going away. Uh, mm. So that, that's why I, I've got him as my friend with benefits and uh, Brian Robinson. He's just looked like a stud. Um, yeah. He's sharing it with Antonio Gibson a little bit, uh, but uh, going against what Mitchell said a little bit earlier, if the season ended today, Washington would actually be the seventh seed in the NFC. Um, so they are currently in the playoff picture. All three, uh, sorry, all four teams for the NFC East would be in the playoffs right now. Um, and I think Brian Robinson is a big factor why, especially with the not-so-great quarterback play from Heineke, especially this past week. So um, he's he's keeping uh, the commanders in, in that race right now. MJ, you want to take your MFK? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I have a group of outstanding gentlemen here um lead backs for all their teams and their lead backs who could potentially potentially uh win you your league of course we're going to start out with derek the man henry who has uh by the way this is an order of uh s ascending order of increasing difficulty of remaining schedule okay so derek henry has the easiest rushing schedule to end the year followed by josh jacobs and of course austin eckler leading uh ending up with the hardest rushing difficulty although like i said he is a receiving monster so i don't know if that's technically going to affect him who'd like to start i'll take it it's pretty easy mary eckler uh f henry and kill jacobs um it's i mean Quick and simple for me. Eckler's got the pass catching upside. He's got the highest floor of any of the three. Um, I trust him more than any of the three. Henry is a dog, and he's going to be – I mean, he's he's the Titans offense. Um, so he, they're running the offense through him. Um, the Raiders are inconsistent. They're by far the worst team of the three. And, yes, Jacobs has been doing great, but he also has the lowest floor of these three guys. So – that's it Mm, okay yeah i'm gonna disagree with steven a little bit um obviously i'm killing josh jacobs as well just just i'm I'm anti josh jacobs i don't care if he's the running back one this year i'm not about the josh jacobs life in fantasy football uh but i am going to friends with benchafitz austin eckler and i'm going to marry the king derrick henry um like you said he has the easiest of the three uh running um uh, running schedule uh, remaining of the year uh, against his opponents. So give me Derrick Henry all day, baby. Mitchell? Uh, I'm going to agree with Scott here. I'm going to kill Josh Jacobs. You know, they're they're four and seven. Uh, I don't see them uh, making the playoffs, you know, I mean, with that division they're in. Um, so I'm going to kill him. And then Eckler, I'm going to feel uh, friends with Benchafitz. Uh, you know, he's, he's got the hardest schedule of the three remaining. 
Um, you know, they've got a lot of weapons, you know, uh, with the Chargers, and you kind of don't know who's going to rack up points on that team anyways from week to week. Um, and I'm going to marry Derrick Henry because he's Derrick Henry. Um, great points all around. Yeah, I'm easy, easy, easy. Same with Mitchell, Scott, the same exact order. I I really think that Ryan Tannehill coming back is just going to continue to unlock Derrick Henry. And this is just this is just his his playoffs to eat. Um, Josh Jacobs, love him. Don't know if he's going to continue doing that. And I'm, I'm going to say it and then I'm going to. So far, I'm paired up with the the owner of Josh Jacobs in our dynasty league for the playoffs so far. So if he pops off, it's my, it's my fault. It's my fault, so, but I will kill him. And of course uh, I'm going to F Eckler. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> um, who would like to go next? I'll, uh, uh, I'll take, Oh, you want to Mitchell? Go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll go with it. So um trying to find a, a good MFK uh, for this. I, I looked at the, the top three guys. Uh, in the league that we're in and their quarterbacks um they each have their different uh you know different you know sets of skills that they you know that they're good at and everything and i'm really curious on what mj is going to say because one of these is his quarterback um mm. so mfk uh lamar jackson from mj's team uh josh allen from charlie's team joe burrow from kenneth's team uh, I'll actually I'll go ahead start uh, because uh, this is <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and kill Burrow. I'll kill Burrow because he doesn't have the dual threat capability. I'll go ahead and say I mean yes he's had some rushing plays but outright uh, Josh Allen or, or Lamar has more of upside rushing. This where it gets a little funky. I. Eesh, 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 this is difficult. I I really think that Josh is just that guy this year, and he continues to be that guy this year. Um, I'll have to marry Josh Allen just because regardless of if he has weapons, regardless if he's injured, uh, he's going to continue putting up big numbers. Baseline, I mean, I feel like his floor is at least 25 points, regardless of matchup, regardless of what's happening the situation and I'll go ahead friends with Ben Fitz, Lamar who has sadly been inconsistent I don't the the tail end of this year after putting up 40 points two weeks in a row to start off the season right um ah, god yeah Josh Allen is just too good yes I should have picked him up in that round as well Mitchell <laughs> Gosh. yeah I'll, I'll take it uh Love how Mitchell just skipped right over the young goat Patrick Mahomes and my boy Jalen Hurts, but uh, we'll we'll work with what we got here. Um, I'm actually going to tweak what MJ said a little bit here. I'm I'm also going to marry Josh Allen. Um, I he's just the 1.01 as far as quarterbacks go uh, right now. Um, but I'm going to friends with Bench Fitz, Joe Burrow, and I've got a couple reasons. One, I think. His offense is just better. Uh, it's on the rise. Uh, we've got uh, Jamar Chase coming back off injury, hopefully this week. Um, so it's just going to get even better. Um, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense has not looked great. Um, and they cannot close out games, man. Like, I think I think it's 
50% coach and I think it's 50% Lamar. Um, if you watch just some of their drives, you're like, what, what are they thinking? What was that play call? What are they doing right now? And, um, it's, it's not a pretty sight. And, uh, yeah, I, th I think for that reason, I got to kill Lamar of those three right now. I am going to agree with MJ, uh, Mary, Josh Allen. I think he has, uh, He's got the highest floor of the three. I love a good floor, um, and he can boom as well. He's got the legs. Um, pretty easy marry there. Um, gonna friends with Ben Chaffetz, Lamar, just because he's got the running upside, and he hasn't been doing great. I was obviously shocked to find that Burrow's ahead of him in fantasy points for the season, um, but I think Jackson will get it together. The Ravens always find a way to figure it out. Um, and I don't think that will change uh, with the end of the season. So give me Lamar. I'm going to kill Burrow. I think he has the lowest floor of the three. And he has a horrible fantasy playoff schedule playing the Bucks in Week 15, the Patriots in Week 16, and the Bills in Week 17. So good luck um, to him. Um, so uh, those are my guys. Those are good, good, good points. Um, I would uh, – I think Lamar Jackson has – the highest highs of any of these three quarterbacks, but I also think he has the lowest lows of any of these mm -hmm. quarterbacks. And for that reason, I'm going to kill Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm actually going to marry Joe Burrow. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh man, the guest, here we go. So the, and the, the reason for that is, you know, kind of similar with Lamar Jackson. I think Josh Allen has, his highs are definitely higher than Joe Burrow's. Um, but, uh, there's also some weeks where you wonder, Josh Allen, what are you doing and where do you think you are? Because I think you forgot your plan in the NFL today. Uh, he, it just, some, some weeks, it just looks like he's checked out. Um, and I think from a uh, mentality standpoint, I think Joe Burrow is 100% checked in every single week and he's pretty, pretty even killed from a points perspective from week to week. You know, you've got some ups and downs from here, you know, from here to there. But uh, from a quarterback standpoint, I like uh, I like to kind of know what I'm getting and and being able to trust that. So I'm going to marry Joe Burrow for that reason. I like it. And you were right. Joe Burrow is cold blooded. Um, so I uh, I appreciate the pick there. Joe Shiesty, baby. Um, I will go ahead and wrap it up with my picks and got a group of hard knocks guys. So hard knocks about to, well, we're recording on Tuesday, so it's about to release, uh, in a half an hour or so. So three Cardinals, uh, Kyler Murray, James Connor, Deandre Hopkins for the rest of the season. Who do you guys got? Yeah, I, I can go first on this one. Um, I think it's pretty easy for me. I'm going to marry DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Nuke is just amazing. Uh, and they hit on his touchdown last week, but uh, he made an even nicer one-handed catch where he was going back, the defender was coming at him, um, and he was basically like falling backwards and caught it with his left hand. Uh, an insane catch. Uh, dude's amazing. Uh, definitely marrying DeAndre. I think I'd have to be friends with Bench Fitz. With Kyler Murray, um, his running potential is is still huge. Uh, he gives you that threat with his legs. Uh, James Conner, he's looked good at times. Uh, I'm just always concerned with uh, the injury bug with him and 
uh, I, I think the Cardinals are going to be playing from behind a lot, which is not great for running backs. Um, so, unfortunately, I have to kill James Conner. Mitchell? Uh, uh, I'm going to – I'm going to kill Kyler Murray. Uh, I think there's some issues between him and Cliff Kingsbury. They They need to go talk to somebody. Um, I, I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know, they just can't communicate with one another. And that is awful when <laughs> that's the guy that's in your headset calling the place. Uh, you can't get away from them. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to kill Kyler Murray. This is tough between, uh, Connor and Hopkins. I've got them both on my team. Um, Connor's had a really great stretch the last few weeks. Um, and Hopkins, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a tough decision because, you know, when you're picking a receiver, you know, you're kind of also picking the quarterback as well. Um, uh, but with that, uh, the consistency of Hopkins, I'm going to marry Hopkins and I'm going to F uh, Connor, even though, you know, he's been pretty, he's had a good stretch the last few weeks. I'm going to kill Kyler Murray, F James Connor and marry uh, DeAndre Hopkins. MJ? I'm going, yeah, I'm going to have to actually completely agree with Mitchell here. Um, I, I these games are going to be tough. The Cardinals, especially this, how the outlook of the rest of the season is going to be. And with that, I'm fully going to assume that they're going to be going to the goal line and having to punch it in with Connor. He will be my he'll be my my friends with ben, Benchavitz, but I'm of course like everyone else. I'm going to marry Nuke because he is. My boy's roided up, and he's unstoppable. <laughs> that, I mean, that's just it. This guy is, I mean, the amount of highlight plays this guy pulls off every game is just, I mean, it's just, it's it's pure insanity. He's holding yeah, yeah, Yes. And, of course, just, <sighs> Kyler just, I mean, I guess with all these Call of Duty games coming out, just, just really can't zero it in. He just can't really pull it in. He's... He started out great. Um, of course, I think really that's just because of the the plays they set up in advance, and he knew that they were prepped for him the most. I just him and Cliff are just not clicking. I mean, the audacity of a player to call out his coach's scheme in a post game interview is just demoralizing. I feel like to the whole team, and I think he's starting to. I don't know. It's just be the rat poison in that locker room and that's detrimental. So uh, definitely have to kill Kyler. Yeah. Kyler maybe seems like he sucks, huh? Um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and F him. Uh, seems like a good F boy. Uh, friends with Ben and Shafetz. He's uh gives me a solid, solid floor. Love a solid floor. Uh, consistent QB. Um, and sadly got to kill James Connor, um, which I, yeah, I'm going to agree with you guys and everyone else. Mary uh, Deandre Hopkins. He's a beast. Um, not much else to say that he's going to go down as one of the goat wide receivers and I love him. So I'm going to marry him. Um, so you agreed with me there. That's, that's a rarity when the brothers agree on that one. Yep. Yeah. Agreed with you there. Always. Wasn't feel sure good, where, feel good moment. Yeah. I wasn't sure where you were going there when you were calling, uh, Murray, your friend to Benzovich. And then you said he, he gives you a solid, uh, glad you finished that sentence. Cause I wasn't sure what, what was happening with that one. Ouch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with that, I'm going to 
turn it over to our next segment, which is Jukebox. Juke. And uh, since Mitchell is, is, well, I guess he's a longtime listener, so I don't need to explain uh, kind of what we do, but got a few songs for you guys. Um, and the theme of this week is states slash locations where you guys live. So got a little song based off of each of y'all's states, um, y'all being the key term there. Um, so we'll start off with Scott, and your song is Deep in the Heart of Texas. <laughs> um, I, uh, I heard this song once when I went to Texas. I don't know if I've heard it since, but it's, uh, it's really not great. Um, so I'm not going to recommend the listen there. But anyways... Um, Scott, uh, we got a couple of guys who are both from Texas, went to college in Texas, and I'm talking about Mike Evans and Ryan Tannehill. Um, and fun fact, Evans was actually a freshman on the team when Tannehill was a senior. Um, so they were on the team together, which is really cool. The question is, would you take the team of Brady Evans or Tannehill Henry down the stretch um, obviously, we know that Henry is the real difference maker in the group. But uh, again, thinking about would you rather have Brady as your QB with Evans or Tannehill with that really big upside of Henry? Um, so that's question one. And then if the Bucks and Titans both make the playoffs, do you think both of these QBs return next year? Love the questions. And just to clarify for uh, listeners out there, Texas A&M, not University of Texas. Oh, apologies. That's, that's, yes. that's, that's a big difference. And we don't want to offend anybody out there. Uh, both will be SEC teams here shortly, though, which is nice. Uh, so uh, first question, uh, would I rather have Brady Evans or Tannehill Henry? Man, um, I, I got to take Tannehill Henry, man. Give me Derrick Henry. Uh, his upside just outweighs the value of the other two. Um, uh, no, no, no hate on Brady and Evans, just Henry's the man, he's the king. Um, do I think that Brady and Tannehill will return if these teams both make the playoffs or both are successful in the playoffs? Uh, both make the playoffs. Ugh. Uh, let's start with Tannehill first. Um, I think this might be his swan song season with the Titans at least. Um, I, I think uh, uh, Malik's going to take off, uh, over next year. Um, so I think Tannehill might be done in Tennessee at least, regardless uh, of whether they make the playoffs or not. Um, I think uh, Malik might be ready to take over in year two. Uh, it's hard to bet against Brady, and everybody's been saying it for years. This is his last year. This is his last year. But I really do think this is his last year. I think he's done. Uh, I think he's going to retire. I think he's going to uh, go be uh, a commentator reporter. Um, I think, I think he's hanging the cleats up finally. Uh, I think, I, I mean, I don't know. I, with the whole divorce, like why would you get divorced if you're going to keep playing or like, if, if you're not going to keep playing football, but um, I, th I think he's done after this year. So I'm out on both of them coming back next year to their current teams. And I'm yeah. out on Brady coming back in general. Well, I like, I like the uh, answer to the first question. You didn't take the Brady Evans bait, so I appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It sounds like 
you think they might Garoppolo Tannehill and even if he's successful in the playoffs, bring in the uh, second year guy behind him. So, um, yep. yeah, no, I mean, it's it's definitely possible, but uh, interested to, to see where uh, where these guys ends up end up. Um, we'll go to Mitchell next and we got Mississippi Queen. I, that, I totally butchered that. Um, but uh, for those that are uh, big guitar hero people people out there um i think that's the first time i heard this song um but i assume and mitchell can correct me if i'm wrong i assume it's a a mississippi anthem to an extent um but uh your question um we got a couple of guys also from mississippi um one from starkville one from oxford but both went to school in oxford at ole miss and i'm talking about the two biggest beasts in the NFL, in my opinion, AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. Um, fantasy speaking, Metcalf has 59 receptions on 92 targets this year. Brown has 53 receptions on 86 targets. So they're pretty even neck and neck there. The big difference is that Brown has seven touchdowns to Metcalf's four, putting him 31 points over on the season. Um, keeping in mind that the Seahawks are fighting for a playoff spot and the Eagles pretty much clinch at this point um would you take Metcalf down the stretch or are you sticking with AJ Brown um you know hearing about that touchdown floor I'm gonna stick with uh I'm gonna stick with AJ Brown you know I like uh you know, the, the passing game funnels through him you know 100% with the Eagles and they're just rolling I mean, DK Metcalf, you know, you just don't have as much explosiveness when it comes to the Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks offense as a whole. So um, I would have to stick with A.J. Brown on that one. Yeah, I do definitely, definitely think that that's probably the the safe option and, and makes sense. But, man, it's, it's crazy to me that both of these guys um, were at Ole Miss at the same time. They're uh, absolutely incredible. Um, last but not least – MJ, oh my favorite song. song. Oh yeah, um, what sweet was it home oh, yeah. Alabama. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, yeah, the pitch is completely off. Um, anyways, have to finish with the best song of the three. Um, really hate to shout out. Um the crimson tide here um but obviously they're loaded with players and mm -hmm. currently have more players in the nfl than any other school 58 um so we are talking about uh some some alabama guys here Jeez. um mj you called the eagles to be your nsc nsc team to start the season um and the question is are you taking jalen hurts and Devonte smith as a duo on your team or tua and jalen waddle um, down the stretch, uh, of course, Hertz has that higher ceiling with his running upside. Um, and of course, Waddle has, as we've seen, a higher upside than Devontae Smith, um, just being a guy to run down the field. Um, who do you got between the two pairs? Uh, listen, it's as much as I love Hertz um, and the Eagles, I really have to take Tua and Waddle. Tua has just completely blown me away um especially with how he's fit within mcdaniel's scheme 
th there's actually a video out that I encourage all of you to watch that in an interview uh, with Coach McDaniel uh, about this whole process and and how important it is to scheme um, your offense around your players, right? Not like he's completely rebuilt to his uh, confidence and it shows on the field. I mean, I, I really... I I didn't believe in Tua, I, and I'm going to keep on saying that. And he's, I'm super f I, salty that he's on your team now, amongst other <laughs> people. And I'm so glad that he's remained healthy. I will have to take that duo because each, I, I feel like, uh, of course, this is mentioning another player, but I feel like Tyreek has just completely unlocked Waddle as well. Um, and, and I will absolutely be taking that duo. Yeah, hard to disagree with that. And boy, am I thankful to have Tua as the second best quarterback on my dynasty team. I'm very, very thankful. Mm -hmm. um, with that, great answers all around, guys. And let's wrap it up with Fantasy Flash to Scott. All right. Uh, we'll start with our Week 12 recap. Uh, we had the Thursday morning game on Thanksgiving. It was the Bills versus the Lions. Uh, and we went with a over-under here. Um Ended up being under three and a half rushing touchdowns. MJ and I got that right. On Sunday Night Football, we had the Packers versus the Eagles. Uh, we had Sanders and Brown with 40.1 total fantasy points to Aaron Jones and Christian Watson's 36.4. Uh, only MJ got that right. And then we had Monday Night Football, the Steelers versus the Colts. We had Jonathan Taylor with three receptions to Najee's one. Yes, Najee got hurt. Uh, but it, it's part of the game. Uh, I was the only one that got that one right. So we have a new order in the standings here. Uh, MJ is still out in front at 18, 14, and one. Uh, I am now alone in second at 17, 15, and one. And Steven going over three last week has fallen to 15, 17, and one. And uh, since we have a guest this week, or remind everybody out there that our guests are currently at five, three, and one. So we'll start with our Thursday night football game. We have the Bills versus the Patriots. The question is, more rushing yards, Josh Allen or Ramondre Stevenson? Give me Ramondre. We got to go Ramondre. Yeah, that's a trap. It has... <laughs> Give me Ramondre. Allen, baby. Ooh. All right. I was like, someone's got a differential here because... Uh, I, I also picked Stevenson uh, be before making these picks to you guys. Uh, so for Sunday, I picked the AFC Championship rematch. We have the Chiefs versus the Bengals. Uh, and before anybody answers on this one, I'll give a little stat. But we're doing an over-under here, and it's over or under 600 total passing yards. And now let me give you the stat. At Mahomes. Averaging 325 per week, and Joe Burrow is averaging 287, which if you add those together, that's 612 combined per week on average. So over or under 600, I will tell you that I picked under. Give me that under. Heck no, over, over. Give me the fireworks, baby. Give me the fireworks. Points, over. <laughs> All right, got to split there. Monday Night Football, Saints versus Buccaneers. More targets, Chris Alave or Chris Godwin? And I went with Alave here. You said targets? More targets. Godwin. 
I'm going to go Godwin. Uh, the Saints offense is pitiful. Yeah, as much as I don't want to discount Hall of Famer Andy Dalton, I'm going to take uh, Godwin. I, I went with the lobby because I think the Saints are going to be playing from behind. They're going to be needing to pass the ball more, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, that wraps up Fantasy Flash. We're back to uh, MJ. Oh, sheesh. Um, what a great, great um, episode to be back for you guys. Um, and I want to send especially big thanks to Mitchell, our fourth guest, and one of our biggest supporters. It is great to finally meet you face-to-face, uh, in, in a sense, Mitchell. And uh, thank you for spending your Tuesday evening here with us. Um, is there anything you'd like to say? Uh, not you guys. I had a good time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a consistent listener. I, I've missed the last uh, couple weeks just for traveling and things like that. But um, you guys really do a good job. And it's, uh, you know, I think it's really fun that you guys kind of do this and, you know, tie in, you know, all the leagues that you're in and you guys do a really good job. And it's uh, uh, the hard work is uh, paid off. I appreciate you, man. And of course, everyone, this is uh, this is the crunch time. I mean, we're a lot of people are on the verge or barely able to make the playoffs. This is when you really have to make your moves. Don't don't sit idle. Don't sit idle. Make moves. If you still have waiver pickups, make them because otherwise, what else are you going to use them for? If you have fab, use it. What else are you going to use it for? Right. Um, Steven, Scott. Uh, well, let's start with Steven. You have anything to add? Yeah, just. Thanks again, Mitchell, for joining. Um, was stoked to hear that you uh, listened consistently and had to bring you on. Um, really appreciate that. But uh, yeah, um, happy to have you back, MJ. Um, not the same without you. But uh, thanks, everyone, for continuing to listen and uh, looking forward to this playoff run. Yeah, Mitchell, thanks. Yeah, thanks for being on. Uh, really appreciate it. Appreciate you listening and uh, just our listeners a little update in our league right now uh mitchell and i are both on the cusp of the playoffs sitting at five and seven Mm -hmm. uh, with two weeks remaining um it is possible that we both make it if the guy that is in fifth which is sam uh at six and six loses out and uh we both win at least one game um so it's it's gonna be a tight race to the finish so i think it's perfect time to have you on as a guest uh and and we appreciate you being here and uh i want to thank all of our listeners out there um as always mj yeah. Uh, big thank you, everybody. Uh, if you'd like to ask us to do anything, talk about any topic, reach out to any of the three of us, uh, and we'd be more than happy to accommodate your needs. We're here to help you, uh, and we're just here to have fun too. You know, we're just we're just a bunch of uh, f- friends from college who love football, and that's what we're here to do: uh, get together, talk about football, right? Um, so, as always, thank you, everybody once again for joining us for this episode of what's your fantasy fantasy football podcast we'll see you next week sweet sweet fantasy baby